Good air Shabbos, dear friends. We have a the beginning of light, the beginning of goodness coming into the world. Parshas Lech Lecha, introduction to Avram Avinu. The contrast between Avram Avinu and the previous generations, meaning Adam, Noah. And now Avraham, the contrast is glaring so much so that the Mishnah in Perkei Avos compares them in Perkei Mishnah Base says there was ten generations from Adam until Noah and that Hashem uh, extended His anger, waited, uh, delayed His anger until finally destroying them and there was ten generations from Noah to Avraham that Hashem waited for Avram to come along and to receive the reward of all of them, to receive the reward of all ten generations together. So, why ten generations? Maral explains, like of course we all can assume that the ten is the full number of constructing anything. There were ten utterances with which the world was created. There's ten statements of Matan Torah, 10 is the full spectrum, it's the full gambit. So Hashem delayed as long as He could the anger on from, from Adam until Noah, until they had filled every aspect of everything that humanity could have potentially, maybe it could be saved, maybe this generation, maybe that generation. There's 10 potential aspects that can be found, that one can be righteous in, and Hashem waited for all ten generations, each generation, of course, having a unique role to fulfill in life. Uh, and uh, and once they failed in all of those, then there was nothing more that could be done, and everything had to be destroyed. And then we started all over again. And now, and now here is a different approach. It's an approach of now Avram Avinu receiving the schar keneged kulam. Avram Avinu receiving the schar of all of them. And now, they don't have to be destroyed, even though there was nine generations up until Avraham of Rishoyim, like like the Mishnah says, Shekola Doros, all the generations, now obviously there could have been unique individuals who were exceptions, Shame, Aver, others, but the generation as a whole were Machisim, were doing nothing but to anger Hashem and going further and angering Him until Avram came along and received the reward for all of them. So what is this, what is this unique situation, this counter juxtaposition between Avram Avinu being the tenth one to come along versus from Adam until Noah, the ten generations that ended up with nothing, so the truth is that, the, that this is a speaks to dvorim haomdum berumo shaloylam. This is very very deep things. Um, Maral opens our eyes to understanding it lefiarkenu on our level. So we'll try to speak it out. First, we'll pose a question that 
that uh, Maral himself asks, why is it that Adam, who was created by Hashem, and Hashem blew the spirit in, into, into him, such seemingly so lofty, so great, and yet he sinned, Noah also fell, and yet Avram Avinu, he's the one that stood out unique amongst everybody and succeeded and managed to become the chosen one. Why should it be that there should be 20 or 19 generations up until Avram Avinu who are all in all evil? First gener- 10 generations from Adam up until Noah, then from Noah up until Avram Avinu is another 9, Avram Avinu is the 20th generation, and until him, the generations as a whole were all evil. Th- that seems to be a very, you know, if it would be random, if we, some, gener- some of the generations are good and sometimes they're evil, so, you know, 19 in a row, that's, those are tremendous odds. In, 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 a, uh, in a casino, if you had 19 in a row, uh, you know, the same thing coming out, you'd suspect there's false dice at play. What's going on over here? That uh, so it seems uh, it seems very extreme. All those generations, there were no righteous generations. So, moral references us back to an earlier Mishnah, Mishnah that we've spoken about previously, because we had a tornado touch down in our own neighborhood, literally blocks away where people live in West Rogers Park and the tornado touched down and uprooted giant trees, enormous trees, trees that anybody that walked around that park would look at and, and be awed by how enormous and powerful these trees were. And yet, s- some of these trees were uprooted entirely with all their roots. And some Smaller trees, or trees that didn't have as big of branches, stayed firmly in the ground. So the Mishnah Perkeava says that a person whose wisdom is greater than his deeds is compared to a tree that its branches are greater than its roots. Um, whereas a person who whose uh, deeds are equal to his to his wisdom, so that's compared to a tree that has good roots, good strong roots, and even if a strong wind comes along, it'll be able to withstand that wind. Whereas if it has very big branches that exceed its roots, then then the, the strong wind will come along and uproot it. And throw it down on its face on the ground. That's what we saw in our very neighborhood. Hashem showed us that sign. He showed us that lesson. He showed us that Mishnah Perkeavos. Says the Maral. What is this talking about? This is talking about there are two aspects to a person. Now I'm going to use languages that are not the Maral's. To help us. Because we're more familiar with this other language. I'm going to use this language. To help us understand what he's saying. Everyone is aware. And in every process, there is 
the lofty connection and there's the thing that's connecting to it. There's the light and there's the vessel that receives that light. There is the physical body, the physical person, the physical being and there is the wisdom that he's connected to. And so Maral explains that in order for the system to work properly, the vessel has to be purified and refined and uplifted as much as possible so that it can connect to the very lofty, high, high levels of spirituality and wisdom. And if one does that, then he can go higher and higher and higher. But if the the vessel is not refined, is not fit to house this tremendous revelation, this closeness, this wisdom that a person has, that, that the wisdom far exceeds a person's actions, then there's a disconnect. A person's actions define who they are. We don't mean a person's actions mean to say, like Hazal say, mitzvahs people's mitzvahs which are habitual. He goes, he wraps the tefillin. Those are not the actions we're talking We're talking about where the actions are actions of righteousness, of Midas Hasidus, of Zrizus, of Zahirus, of uh, actions that are that, that a person living as a tzaddik, living on a very, very high level. A person like that, where his physical existence itself is a, a perfect vessel to, receive, to, to house the beautiful wisdom of the Torah that he learns and he knows... That's a person that can go higher and higher and higher. But a person whose actions are lacking in that regard, which means he doesn't, he's not perfected himself or worked on himself in Zahirus, in carefulness about mitzvahs, in Zrizus, in alacrity to do mitzvahs, in connection to in Mysterious Nefesh, in overcoming his Taivas, and all, all these other things. So then, that person, if he takes in a lot of wisdom, on the contrary, that wisdom will actually hurt him and damage him. That wisdom is going to be so lofty, that it's going to be disconnected from his reality. The reality is that this person is a very physical person. He's not a person who has worked on his midos, on his anger, on his arrogance, on his selfishness and yet the wisdom that he's currently learning is far exceeds that it's a wisdom that's dealing with tremendous revelations of Hashem tremendous um, piety and so the wisdom is completely not completely but very much so tenuously um, connected to the reality of the person and to a certain extent it can become a a, um, like a space cadet, a person who who learns very lofty things and fools himself that maybe even he's connected to that level, he's on that level, but really he's completely not there. 
And so when the wind, when a challenge comes along and blows on him, what's going to happen is going to catch on to that wisdom, which is not connected to his reality, and it's going to uproot him. It means a person is going to start thinking all sorts of very strange things. His wisdom, wisdom is going to get bent out of place because it's not going to be grounded in a reality of real avodas Hashem so that wisdom is going to get perverted and twisted and, 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 and on the contrary, end up even leading to the person's demise. I'll read you the one line in the Maral about that. So he says over here, Aval Kasher, Ein ma'aloso shorish. But when a person does not have a loftiness from the perspective of his roots, the tree has weak roots, means his vessels, his reality, his life, his physical life here is not on a high level, rather his only loftiness is that he receives tremendous revelations. He's a prophet maybe. Imagine taking a regular person making him a prophet. So, amongst the nations of the world, for example, in Christian thought, they think this is a wonderful thing. You take some sort of a drunkard, some sort of a lewd person, Hashem gives them prophecy and all of a sudden everything changes. No! On the contrary, on the contrary, the person's reality is lowly. He's filled with taiva and selfishness, involvement in physicality. And yet, he has this tremendous revelation that's only going to act against him. He's going to be like a tree with tiny little roots and huge branches. That any wind that comes along, any challenge, is going to grab onto that wisdom and twist it He's going to be trying to analyze the reality, but without having, without that that wisdom having any firm grounding in his own life, in his own reality. So that challenge is going to is going to cause him to come to terrible conclusions, wrong conclusions, bad conclusions, ultimately making the wrong decisions. Almost always, says the morale. That if a person is like that, he receives that the, the vessel is not refined, not ready, and receives a very high light, and he doesn't have a fixed-up vessel, this is not truly a lofty person. And in the majority of the cases, he will reach actually a full detriment, a full destruction. And that's to a certain extent, says the Maral, what we see with other Mauritian. Other Mauritian was not someone who worked his way up, who worked on himself, who, who lived with the deep reality of being an Eved Hashem. It was physicality, just like it says, Hashem took earth and put it together and yet that physicality was so permeated, Hashem blew a tzalem into him, a tremendous spiritual revelation that was not in congruence with his physical reality. Similarly, but on a lower level, we see the similar thing, says the morale with, with Noah. Noah is called Ish Hadama. Now, that is an oxymoron. Ish is, comes from a language of Ish. comes from a fiery person. A person who is spiritual. 
Adama is physicality. So which one is he? Is he an Ish or is he an Adama? Answer is both. He's an Ish Adama. It's, a, it's an oxymoron. He's so spiritual. He has such a tremendous neshama, yet his body is still very much rooted in physicality. And that's why he also fell. He fell to drinking wine. In fact, we mentioned two weeks ago, Parshas Bereshus, that the angels themselves, it's a Gemara Navodazora, it's Midrashim, it's a Zohar, that two angels, Uzzah and Azael, angels, such lofty spiritual creatures, but when they were put down here in the world, they strayed. Because again, the physical containers that they were given were not capable of containing the tremendous spiritual powers that angels are. I mean, when they came down to this world, they became they became embodied in 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 either flesh or or uh, or in earth, uh, in bodies of mud, whatever. They, obviously, just like Adam was made from 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 earth, so too they had bodies molded for them. And yet, there's an angel inside that is so incongruent, so disconnected that that spiritual wisdom, that spiritual greatness cannot lead, cannot guide this being to make the right decision. That's what Hashem told him. Don't laugh at Adam who messed up, who sinned. You will only do worse if you go down there. So, that comes to answer the question. The question that we've all been asking so long. How could Adam Rishon have sinned? He was so great. He was made so great. Answer is, it's exactly because of that greatness that he sinned. He was so great, and yet it wasn't his greatness. There was a disconnect between his reality, who he really was, and the tremendous revelations that he had. And the Leshem and Sefer Adeya says that the same thing is true about another quandary that people have. How could the Dora Adeya, the generation that left Mitzrayim, who saw miracle after miracle, who lived on Mon, how could they sin? How could they sin with the golden calf? And with the and with the miraglim, all, all those all those sins the, the, over here, the Mishnah is going to now where we are in the Perkiyavos, and the the Mishnah coming up is going to say that ten times Klaus Yisrael tested Hashem, right? They they, they, they they rebelled against Hashem. Asara Nisyonos Nosu Avoseinu Asa Kodesh Boruchu B'Midbar How can such a thing be? They, they saw They saw They were in our Sinai They saw Answer is exactly Says the, says the Lashem Exactly that Because they were Privy To such tremendous Chachma To such tremendous revelation And yet it wasn't their reality They didn't work up to it They weren't holding by that And so they they couldn't they couldn't manage to balance it to to understand it to use it right to to deal with it properly. So who did Avram Avinu? Avram Avinu is a person who is exactly the opposite. Avram Avinu started from the ground up. He was born the son of a idol maker. He started thinking when he was three years old, he started examining, thinking little by little, climbing higher and higher. That Chazal tell us, where did Avram Avinu learn the Torah? He learned it from inside of himself. It says his, his kidneys became like two wellsprings of water gushing forth Torah. Which means that the, on the contrary, 
the Torah, he learned it, he got it out of himself, out of his own ikr, out of his own existence, as he refined himself and perfected himself, he found more and more light inside of himself. That's, and of course, Rav Tzadik in Dover Tzadik, Rav Tzadik Cohen explains that that's why Avram Avinu was giving the mitzvah of, of Mila, of circumcision, because the Mila represents that this body over here is perfectly pure. There is no taivas, there is no desire for physicality. So Avram Avinu, who had perfected his physicality so much, Avram Avinu represents the perfection of the body, perfection of physicality. The Ramban says that by the time it came time to do the bris, the circumcision for Avram Avinu, there was nothing there to do anymore. There was just it was just to cut off that little piece. Of, there was there was he, Avram Avinu had already refined his physicality so much that there was almost nothing to do in that bris. It was just the final finishing touch. So that's the oath, that's the sign that was put into Avram Avinu's flesh to indicate, that Hashem wanted to indicate, this is a person who has elevated and refined his physicality to the point that it could be a perfect housing for his, for his spirituality, for his prophecy. That And that is why Avram Avinu received the scar of all of them. The Ramchal sa- the 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 Maral says, like we know, famous Gemara that says that the first two thousand years of the world are called two thousand years of tohu, of desolation, of 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 confusion, of of uh, breakage. And when does that end? It ends when Avraham Avinu is fifty-two years old and begins the process of Torah. The we know we have a tradition. That uh, when we says Barashas Barulakim in a beginning, why is it in a beginning, not Barashas in the beginning? So the answer is Hashem was Borealamusumachriva, and Hashem created worlds and destroyed them, created worlds and destroyed them. That is an allusion to the concept of too much light coming into a vessel that the vessel cannot contain, and it breaks. So the Sforma Kadoshim say that that is alluded to in the story of Adam Rishon as well, Adam Rishon and Avram Avinu. Just like in very, very high spiritual sense, there's a concept of Hashem making a vessel and putting a light into it, but light is too lofty for the vessel, and the vessel breaks and it has to be rebuilt from those broken pieces, and that is the fixed final product. So too. In the human history, in the human experience, that played itself out with Adam Arishan, the great spiritual being, too great for the body to contain, and therefore sinning with the hate of pre-Aids Das Tovara, that's the breakage of the vessel, and then Avram Avinu coming along and doing all of that again, but rebuilding it from the ground up, and little by little, elevating himself to that level. That's that's the tremendous thing that Avram Avinu brought to the world. And that's why the Midrash says, even though Hashem created the world, put Adam into the world, but Chazal Darshan Behi Baram, Behi Baram, these are the generations of heaven and the earth, Behi Baram, and Hashem creating them, the the hay over there is a tiny little hay, so it reads. So it reads. If you don't read that little tiny hay, it reads Be Avraham, 
Bishvil Avraham, for the sake of Avraham, or in the schus of Avraham. The whole world was created in his schus, which means he is that which the whole world is for. Not Adam. Adam is the precursor. Adam and Noah, that's what was almost to a certain extent, like uh, Adam was set up to fail. Um, now the morale caveats that by saying Barov, in the majority of cases, he's going to be destroyed. It's not impossible. If the, cave, if the vessel is very low and the light is very high, it's not impossible to withstand the challenge. But, almost, but it's almost certain that he's going to fall. And then, the, and then the job is to rebuild it from the ground up. To be real with our Yiddishkeit. To be real with our, with our Chachma. Not just to have Chachma, but to live with it. That, that we should never, our wisdom should never too far outpace our Maisim, our, and, and Maisim means our reality, the Yiddishkeit that we live with, the excitement with which we do mitzvahs, the davening that we do, the care that we take about mitzvahs. That should always be a question we're asking ourselves. How far is the gap? There's always going to be a little gap between a person's wisdom and a person's actions, but we should never let that gap get too big, like Hashem showed us in that tornado that touched down in our neighborhood, that if a person's wisdom is disconnected from his reality, his Yiddish guy is not real with him, he's not living it, a test will come along, and uproot him from his Yiddish guy, from his connection to Hashem. That's the lesson we learn from Avram Avinu, to be real, to be metakin, our physicality, to live with whatever Chochmah we have, as a shamu should be Zoha, wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos.